Beaumont Tiles is without doubt a category leader. So what tips and tricks can you take on board for your business to do the same? From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Bob Beaumont has built Beaumont Tiles to be the number one tile retailer in the country, with a quarter of a billion dollars in turnover each year. So how has he done it? What are the secrets behind his success? Well, as you'll hear, it's a combination of many factors. It's keeping good people and letting the not-so-good ones go. It's looking after your franchisees. And it's constantly innovating. A big one for Bob is cash flow. Knowing how to manage cash and where funding comes from. In fact, Heather Dawson tells Bob that she's heard him say... You need to know the banks because they'll give you an umbrella when the sun's shining. That's one of my favourite sayings. Uh, Yes, you make sure that you have put the facilities in place when you don't need them. So that when you do need them, they are still in place. Don't let the banks dictate unreasonable terms. Make sure that uh, you've got a good deal, that you have a good relationship and then you will have done half the job in making sure that your cash flow is okay. But the other half of the job is to have good projections. And we were going through constant cash flow crises year after year until we uh, had a guy join us by the name of uh, Andrew, and he helped us by developing a system of uh, forecasting cash flow crises. And so he'd come to me and say, Bob, we're looking at a cash flow crisis in four months' time. So we'd say, okay, this is what we're going to do. And we would head it off at the past. So we never actually got to one of those. So we were able to stop that cycle by simply projecting and taking action when we needed to take action, whether that was with stock, with orders, with debtors, creditors, special arrangements, whatever. Okay. On the people side of the business, Bob, you have staff members who've been with you for so many years. I think you call them lifers. What do you think is the secret to keeping good staff? Look, I think at the risk of sounding soppy, you've got to genuinely love them. You know, you've got to genuinely show gratitude and appreciation to them, not artificially, but you've got to be genuine about it and really care about them individually and especially when they have problems. If they have a problem, really make sure that you look after them and stand by them, whether that's a personal problem or whatever it is. I've had staff come up to me at a barbecue or something and say, you know, remember, Bob, uh, I reckon it was 22 years ago that this happened and you stood by me and I've forgotten completely about it. <laughs> it meant so much to them that it was top of mind. And, you know, sometimes it costs you. But that's okay. I really think that if you support your people, pay fairly, but not ridiculously, be tough, but be fair, and make sure that you part with people when they do the wrong thing quickly. Because the other staff who remain will take a very dim view of you keeping staff who are doing the wrong thing. And even though you're trying to be supportive and all of those good things with the staff doing the wrong thing, 
the rest of the staff are being adversely affected and how often people have come to me after I have parted company with a staff member and they've said, oh, it took you long enough, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and perhaps I thought they were very popular and that the rest of the staff may feel that it was a really bad thing that I did that. But almost inevitably, they come back and say, yep, absolutely the right thing, but we wish you'd done it before. I have never, ever, ever once parted company with a staff member and afterwards thought, I did that too soon. But many times I've said, oh, I should have done that a long time ago. Well, let's talk a little bit. I mean, it carries on from there, your relationship with your franchisees, because I believe you have 118 stores now at Beaumont Tiles, of which I understand about 90 are franchised. So what's your perspective on franchising today? Because it has had its issues in Australia. And so what do you think makes a good franchise relationship work as opposed to all the strife that can come about? Well, franchisees are generally in it mainly for the money. They want a business that'll make profit. So I think any franchisor who doesn't have the philosophy that the franchisee must make money first, he's looking for trouble. That's my philosophy. The franchisee must make money first, followed very, very, very closely by the franchisor. (laughs) But if the franchisee doesn't make money first, then you won't have a franchise system for very long. So the first thing, you need to realise that a franchisee needs to be the number one maker of profit. That will set up your franchise system to be long-term. I think also, when something good happens, it's the franchisee who's done it. When something bad happens, it's the franchisor who's done it. But if you take that on board and say, okay, well, I accept that, that's the way uh, people are going to think, and then don't become bitter and disillusioned about that. Just realise that's the way life works. So work in the interests of your franchisee because they expect you to. Don't work in your own interests all the time. You've got to make money, but you're not there to rip them off. (laughs) Okay. What about innovation? Because I imagine the tiling business has changed quite a bit over the years, Bob. So how important has it been for you to stay on top of innovation in the industry? Well, I guess there's innovation in tiles and there's innovation in business. And both have been very important. With innovation in tiles, tiles have changed radically over the last 50-odd years. They're still, as one of our executive team would call them, uh, little square bits of baked mud, but they're made in a very, very different way. And, uh, you know, now you can get ones that are a couple of metres by one metre six millimetre thick tiles. That sort of thing is just, was unheard of a few years ago. Tiles that are so realistically like timber or stone or whatever that you you have to actually touch it before you can tell the difference. And even then sometimes you can't. So the product itself has been really revolutionised. As far as business is concerned, I love my computers. I love the technical side of it. And, uh, you know, we bought our first computer as a business when we only had about 10 people and it was about 1972. And it was as big as a large desk and it was 32K, not 32 megabyte, 32 kilobyte. (laughs) And 
you know, th that's ridiculous. That's uh, far less than is in your watch these days. But that's what we bought. And it was like a uh, like it would be today if, if we went out and bought a, a private jet. You know, it was, it was that silly. And yet it put us on the, the right road. We were one of the first people around with computers. We were one of the first people around with online point-of-sale computers. That was CEO and Executive Chairman of Beaumont Tiles, Bob Beaumont. In our third and final interview with Bob, he'll share his tips on the art of selling. That's something Bob has very clearly mastered. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more B Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel.